This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. TNT, watch me explode. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. We are live and we are local here in San Diego, coming at you from the AM 1170 KCBQ studios in sunny, hot San Diego. Joining me tonight, I got a jam-packed show tonight because we're going to break it down, everything that happened. What was the fight that went down last night? Did we have a heavyweight match last night? I don't know, but we're going to talk about it. And I got some guests on tonight that are going to help me break that down. I got none other than Donald Trump friend, book author, radio host extraordinaire, Wayne Allen Root, who's going to be here. I've got fan favorite Ernie White, who's going to be on the show. It's been a long time since my man Ernie was on the show. He's going to be here. Always has a fascinating, interesting perspective because he's a part of that little Republican Party GOP club that comes out of D.C. And you know who's riled up? You know who's ready for a heavyweight match every time she comes on the show? It's my girl Della B in the Hollywood Buzz Report. She is Somebody got her riled up today because she, she, you know, she's been traveling on vacation. She's like, I got to call in tonight. So you got to stay tuned for that. Um, so much talking about the debate and breaking it all down and what happened. And, and you know, we're going to get into some of that tonight, of course, on the show. I'm going to give you my perspective and my analysis. But I kind of want to get I kind of want to get into some actual substance, because aside from the fact that we've got even all of these GOP pundits and people saying Hillary was wonky and she's so wonky and she's so got all got all the inside um, policy this and that there was very little substance last night and I want to get into some actual substance and so also joining me on the show is Rod Hatley from Hatley Law is going to be on talking about some taxes which was kind of they kind of it's like they kind of went to kind of a, a variety of areas last night, but there really wasn't enough real substance. And so that's part of what I want to do tonight, because as I was coming in, I, I, I couldn't really listen to a whole lot of analysis that was going on today because it was so stale. The autopsies were so generic over what happened last night. So much of the same old, same old talking points. Here's Here's really where it was at. I actually started... Um, my analysis starts actually with pre-debate analysis. I did a blog post yesterday in which I expressed my concerns and gave some advice to Donald Trump because it was based on the fact that I had some concerns about the advice that he was getting because the political class, the pundit class from both sides of the aisle were all cautioning Trump that he better, you know, um, be cautious and he better, he, there was all these traps and landmines for Trump and it was all bad advice meant to control him and meant to do what he ended up doing, which was pull his punches last night. And one of my concerns that I had, you know, that I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. I speak honestly about what I think. And that includes criticizing everybody. One of the concerns that I had was going into the debate last night was when I heard Kelly Conway, who's done some great things with Donald Trump, when I heard her actually congratulate Lester Holt and and laud him for being brilliant. And I thought, oh, no, here we are. We've got some same old 
Rove-esque, the architect of failure, the architect of the game plan of bringing a spork to a knife fight, following the same old tired plan, pre-debate plan, that tanked McCain and tanked Mitt Romney. And what ended up happening last night? We saw Holt, we saw Lester Holt. Not only did he try to candy Crowley the situation, but he did it while he was channeling both Megan Kelly and Crowley at the same time. He was the girdle girdle for Granny. He he was more supportive to her than her entire family. I mean, if you saw Bill and Chelsea in the audience, they were as bored as we were with some of what went down last night. Um, so of course everybody today is talking about that. You know why Kelly Conway decided that the that the pandering to. Uh, a obviously biased moderator was somehow going to schmooze him into showing integrity and doing what was right by the American people is beyond me. Why in the world is the GOP four years after Crowley planted crime scene at the evidence and propped up a lie from the president of the United States? Why is the Republican Party still agreeing to any debate with a moderator? Can we start with that analysis? Can we start with that autopsy? Because that's ridiculous to me. This was all foreseeable. It was foreseeable what Holt was going to do. And it was foreseeable based upon all the pressure that Trump got that he pull punches and he did. However, in terms of the actual outcome of it, almost everybody I've talked to today, and I know the polls are all saying, by and large, the majority, the instant polls, which are not scientific, are saying that Trump won. I, I don't know really what the polls are going to end up shaking out to be, because if you watched uh, all the primary debates, what ended up happening was the actual scientific polls, sh- they came out days later and they shifted based upon analysis that people were hearing. Because, you know, you control the message and you control minds out there. That's why we've got to stop having these moderator style debates, because they're controlling the content and controlling minds. Fact check, fact check Hillary's calling out while she's standing there flat out lying to the American people. 41 times Holt interrupted Trump. He interrupted her seven times. Fact check, fact check Trump, which is which is basically inserting his own opinion into the situation. In fact, he started out with an assertion. He starts the debate, Holt does, with, with asserting that the economy is great and everything's good. We're going to get into some of the economic. We're going to get into real substance because that didn't happen last night. What happened last night was through a... A debate commission, which which touted itself before the debate as nonpartisan, but is run by an old Hillary Clinton propagandist. It started out and ended with the Republican nominee being in the same position that Romney was in, the same position that McCain was in in some ways, with having to debate two people on the stage. At the end of the day, though, I don't think it moved any dials. I think that we, I, I think that it, it, it could possibly, though, depending on the what happens in the days following and depending on some analysis, both of them were what they were trying to do. And the reason why Trump, I believe, was pulling punches is because I think both of them were trying to appeal to the independents and to the moderates, not to their bases. We Trump supporters are going to continue to Trump to support Trump. But in particular, what Hillary was going to do was she was trying to go after the never Trump people. Well, I can't imagine that the never Trump people would respond to her message because her message was short on substance. But what it was, was it was long on the same old, tired, cultural Marxist play fairness. It was I'm going to be the Robin Hood and take from the evil rich people and give to the poor. It was about man versus woman. It was about black versus white. It was about uh, that. There's no problem with radical Islam. And that if you think so, you're a bigot. That's what it was all about. 
But stay tuned because I'm going to get Wayne Allen Root's take on it when we come back from the break. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me. I'm super excited to have my next guest with me. He is book author, hot stuff radio show host, friend of Donald Trump, a regular on Fox and CNN and Newsmax and all the different shows out there. I incredible fan favorite of the Andrea K show. Everybody loves him. Wayne Allen Root. Hey, Wayne, welcome back to the Andrea K show. Hey, Andrea, don't forget, don't you mention when you give me that wonderful introduction that Wayne has a pilot for his own talk show out on TV that you are one of the stars of? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I can't, well, I had to let you tee that up. I, I had to tee it up to you and let you hit that All ball. Right. So good job and with I that. I picked you because I think you're fantastic. And you were great in the pilot, by the way. You're fantastic. And uh, and also, I'm the author of the new book, Angry White Male. Make sure everybody knows that because that's what's going to win the election for Donald Trump. He'll get lots of other votes, plenty of women votes. I think he'll do well with some black voters. But he will win with 40 million angry white males as his base, as I predicted from day one. And it's happening. Every poll shows he's ahead. And they all show that the key is he's winning by overwhelming landslide margins, historic margins, with white people and white males. That's what will win the election. I predicted it from day one, and uh, I feel great about the prediction. Well, well, let's talk about whether or not you still feel great about that prediction after last night's debate. Who won the debate last night and why? Well, listen, I, I think I'm famous uh, for being honest, and I think I'd ruin my brand if I wasn't honest. I, I didn't think Donald did anything great last night to improve his positioning. I think he was even Steven at best, maybe even maybe even a little bit you know, lower than... Uh-oh. Unfortunately, I think we might have lost... average person watching. Yeah. No, no, I don't think he lost. I'm saying even if he lost, in my mind, he was still higher than the very low expectations of the average viewer who doesn't understand Donald the way I... 
I do, and they think terrible things about him. They think he's a racist, he hates gay people, he hates this, he hates that. They don't even understand that he's a human being. They think he's like subhuman. I think he looked presidential last night, so I think he helped his standing with the average voter who doesn't understand him. For people like you and me, who are real conservatives, he didn't, use, he didn't throw out much red meat. He disappointed me, because there wasn't a lot of red meat. He could have destroyed Hillary, and he chose not to. He held back. I didn't like it. I was a little bored by the debate. I didn't see the usual high energy attacking on the offense, aggressive Donald, but he had, he reacted the way he did for a reason. I believe his handlers and his pollsters told him, you already have all the people that love you locked down. You don't need to impress them. You've got to go after black people, Hispanic people, women, gays, who don't like you or don't know you. And you've got to be presidential, and you can't go for the jugular. So that's what I think he heard, and therefore he didn't go for the jugular, and he was kind of nice and respectful last night, at least by Donald's standards. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of, to me, a little boring and underwhelming. Right. That was what I thought. Well, Nothing special. Well, I, I agree with that assessment, I, and I predicted it because I didn't like that advice. I didn't like it yesterday going into the debate because I knew that she would not be nice or respectful. And we, when he needed, they both were trying to win. A, they both knew that they had their base going into it. So how are you going to, if you allow somebody to paint you, if you Romney the situation, Romney allowed himself to get painted as a hater of women, which was absolutely ridiculous. The most unblemished personal and professional history ever of any presidential candidate. And he allowed himself to get stained with the binders full of women. You can't do that. And that's what concerned me with what happened last night is that how many people, how many people were the first time they tuned in and saw these two individuals because they're not like us sitting around here for months, listening and reading and analyzing the first time they tune in, they're believing that because that's the first time they're hearing it. They're not fact checking anything. Lester Holt's not. uh, He's only fact fact checking. My fingers are in the air. Trump. So I did feel like he wasted um, some incredible opportunities. Uh, to not go after her. However, I think at the end of the day, the most important thing that he did was that there were no major gaffes. She did not move the dial in her direction, and that's really what they were hoping to accomplish. What I don't like is, and I wanted to get into a little bit of substance. If you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show. And I'm talking to Wayne Allen Root. You are a businessman, Wayne, in addition to being an amazing political commentator and radio show host and book author of quite a few books, not just Angry White Male. You are a businessman. And even today, I'm hearing a false narrative about her that she's the one with the substance. She's the one with the plan. She's the one who's wonky with all the details when all she's really got is the same old tired platitudes of of uh, socialism that can fit on a bumper sticker, fairness and income and equality. And it's, there's, you know, it's anti entrepreneurial entrepreneurial and all this stuff with, you know, the um, one of the things that she talked about last night was, uh, you know, her tax plan. And it was all uh, generic tax the evil rich to give to the poor. And I and what I didn't and I liked what Trump said about trade, but he didn't really answer some of those other specifics about how jobs get created. And for the independents who don't understand that. Tell, tell them what, what Trump should have said last night in terms of economics and creating jobs and why his tax plan is better. 
Well, well, let me let me give a few answers. Okay, first of all, you and I both were. It sounds like uh, mildly disappointed by Trump last night. Correct? I was. Yes, I can admit that. But yet, every online poll that matters, other than CNN, said he won. He won seventeen, uh, I believe, of twenty-one online polls across the United States. All of them were big polls. I'm not talking about little crappy polls mm-hmm. in Podunk. I'm saying major polls, including shockingly slate. The liberal people at Slate, he won. Donald Trump wanted Slate.com. Donald Trump wanted VarietyMagazine.com, which is the Hollywood magazine. Hard to believe, but true. And Donald Trump won by landslides at every conservative website where there are still plenty of never-Trumpers, cruise mm-hmm. people. He won, he won, he won. So it wasn't as bad, I think, as you and I thought, because you and I are very good debaters. And Donald's a businessman. He's never done this stuff. So you and I might be more hard more critical than, than others would be who don't do this for a living. So well, actually, real good. I want to point that out. Well, I'm glad you did. And, and before you make your next point, I want to point out one of the things that did occur to me last night, and I made a point before I went to bed, and I got a lot of likes on this comment, Wayne. One of the things that I said was, yes, we, we debaters, and this is what we, what we do, it's, it, it's easy for us to sit back whether you're, you know, de- debate or whatever uh, for a career or not, it's so easy to sit at home and criticize. Think about what he accomplished last night. This was a man. He he went. Uh, this was a man whose entire life professionally has been in business, not in politics. He stepped on a stage in front of a Super Bowl sized crowd with the world watching. Went up against a career politician whose entire life has spent doing nothing but living off the American people and the taxpayers and honing false talking points and making false promises. Had a moderator set set up against him and he didn't fall on his face. He held his own. That was extraordinary. Extraordinary. Right. Right. So, you know, we were mildly disappointed, but we were very critical. Like I, like I said, like you just made the point, he actually did just fine, and he won every online poll. And I think in his mind, I think he's upset and frustrated. I know he is. I saw it in his face. I read people. And somebody told him, his handlers, that you just can't be vicious, and you can't hit her with the Bill Clinton stuff. And, and the uh, Clinton Foundation, you know, accepted money from terrible, brutal dictators that rape women and abuse women and drop them off buildings and stone them and pour acid in their faces. Who are you to talk to me about women? He could have done that, but then he would have come across as angry. And I think they wanted him to be nothing but nice and presidential and above the fray in the first debate. I think the gloves are going to come off in the second and definitely the third. I think he left, you know, she left everything on the table. She hit him with everything there is to hit. There's nothing left. She'll sound boring. He kept every all the cards himself, and he's got lots more to come in number two and three. I look forward to those. Number two, uh, it isn't Donald's fault that the referee was crooked. Lester Holt is the dirtiest, most fraudulent, sneaky SOB I've ever seen in my life. And you know I'm an SOB, son of a butcher. I don't mean that (laughs) for him. (laughs) And so, you know, he took his notes directly from the Hillary campaign, as sure as I'm sitting here. He guided the debate so Donald was on the defensive the entire debate. The, the topic should have been Obamacare, never mentioned. Immigration of the wall, never mentioned. Open borders, never mentioned. Uh, the, Refugees. The terrorism and how it's... 
right? N none of this was ever mentioned. The Clinton Foundation, the emails, never mentioned. Benghazi, never mentioned. All he mentioned was Donald Trump's income taxes, Donald Trump's a birther, Donald Trump's views on the Iraq war. How ridiculous. It was all being fought on her terrain. So it was a very tough debate. But where I get disappointed is I not handle those questions. You and I would have said, you know, the, the way any seasoned debater handles that question is, you kill baby seals, don't you, Wayne Root? Uh, no, I don't. And the question's absurd. And what the American people want to know about is this rotten Obama economy. And Hillary wants a third term of Obama. And she's responsible for it. And then you start talking about the economy. You've already gotten away from Lester Holt's question. Mm -hmm. You gave him five words and you're done with it. You never answer the enemy's question. You right. never play on their field. Mm -hmm. Donald spent like 10 minutes answering three questions that he shouldn't have even been involved with. His taxes, the right. Iraq war, and the birth, birther stuff? What's that got to do with this election? Nothing. Absolutely. He should have gotten away from them like a grenade. Right. So, and you know, Ronald Reagan would have... Would have the economy. Right. Before we get into the economy, uh, what I kind of think Ronald Reagan, you know, he was, he was the master of bringing the humor into it. And I think he might have even, you know, in a modern day time now, uh, might have even, you know, mocked a little bit. And, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen bring some humor into it and maybe do a little like uh, a few good men. You remember that? Do you remember that scene with with uh, uh, I don't remember Nicholson? And he was like, is that what you brought me here for? He Well, even before that, he's like, is that what you brought me here for? Danny phone calls and foot lockers. He should have totally full on mocked Holt in that moment and, and gotten a laugh out of it and maybe moved on. But I wanted to get into some of the ec economics with you because you are a businessman, because I'm troubled with the fact that we've got a Republican Party that is getting dragged and has been farther and farther and farther left. We're not selling free market capitalism. We're not selling the, the, the value of low taxes and how jobs are created in this country. N nobody's really talking about today the fact that she's talking about the government controlling profit sharing of corporations. Page 94 out of the Communist Manifesto. Right there, the government dict dictating to businesses what they do with their profits. Yeah, no, no. Listen, I understand that she's a, she's a commie, just like Bernie Sanders is a commie. She studied under Saul Linsky, just like Obama. She is a full-out commie. She's the full commie. You've heard of the full Monty. <laughs> Hillary's the full commie. I get it. And, and listen, what I'm mad at is that, look, Donald touched a few times, but just very quickly, on how bad the economy really is and how the middle class is getting socked and that Hillary's been there for 30 years. She's never done anything to help him. What makes you think she's got a solution now? Typical politician. He said that, but you have to say it again and again and again. Repetition is the whole key to business, like in radio. You know, I've got a radio show like you. When people hear the ads for six months in a row, twice a day, all of a sudden they start buying like crazy. But the first month, they don't buy. you got to say it again and again mm -hmm. till it becomes part of their subconscious. And the economy sucks. It's horrible. I'm a small businessman. It's a disaster. We're all going out of business. Everyone I'm doing business with, everyone, Andrea, is singing the same tune to me. But like one out of Every 50 Americans owns a business, and the other 49 are clueless. They just get a check every week, whether it's a check from government, working for government, or a check from government because they're on welfare, or it's a check from an employer. They think everything's hunky-dory because they get their check every week or every two weeks. But all of us who own a business know that there's no more checks coming soon because we're all going out of business. We can't afford our payroll taxes anymore. We can't afford our payrolls anymore. We can't afford our Obamacare, health insurance. 
insurance is unaffordable. So our lives are being ruined. We're putting our bills on credit cards. I'm talking about rich people. Mm -hmm. Obama would call me rich, Andrea. And I'm telling you, as a successful upper middle class small businessman who owns multiple businesses, I'm in severe financial distress. And so is everyone I know. And Donald has to say the lies you hear coming from the government are terrible lies. The economy's not in recovery. Lester Holt just bragged great job creation. I call lie. Fact check every single job is a crappy part-time job that no middle class person with a college degree could ever take. There are no good jobs. And as far as the economy in general, Lester tried to say a good report came out last month. Really, how do you explain GDP is the lowest for the last eight years in the history of America? There's no gross domestic product, no economic growth of any kind. I could have handled that. Donald didn't know how to handle it, obviously. He's got to keep talking about how bad the economy is for middle class people and small business owners. And all of you out there know the lies because you're living it. So stop listening to Lester Holt and stop listening to Hillary and stop listening to Obama. They're lying to you. Well, yeah, he also needs to to have some facts and figures that he can throw out to kind of do a little razzle dazzle. He needs to, you know, he needs to keep it general and say, if the government taxing more and more and more, and if the government regulating business more and more and more, and if the government supporting, you know, the the notion that an entitlement society is a great way to go, if that were so great, then we wouldn't be twenty trillion dollars in debt. We wouldn't have ninety million Americans out of work. You cannot tell me that we've got a, a, a only five percent unemployment when a third of Americans don't have jobs when we have the lowest job participation rate since the 1940s. That is the reality. You know, you and I can handle this, and, and, and it's not what he does for a living. You and I are not worth $10 billion. Everyone has a skill. Donald knows how to make money and create jobs and build empires. You and I are really good talkers and really good debaters, and that's why we're talk shows, and he's worth $10 billion. And he needs to say that during the debate. Hey, listen, I'm not a talker like Hillary. I'm not a BS artist. I just tell it like it is, but the reality is it sucks out there, and guess what? Hillary keeps attacking trickle-down. Well, trickle-down was 30 years ago, and by the way, it worked. It was yeah. the greatest economic expansion in history, but why, why isn't she blaming the last eight years? Is that on trickle-down? Who right. was in charge the last eight years? He needs to say that. Trickle-down right. does work. Obama proved trickle-down works. Trickle-down disaster works. It, it goes both ways, and he's pushed down from the top to the bottom economic disaster and bankruptcy and debt from the top to the bottom trickle down under Obama Uh, Wayne Allen Root gotta leave it there on that thanks for being here appreciate it thanks Andrea God bless you too All right, we're gonna take a quick break we come back we got Ernie White another fan favorite who's gonna be here we're gonna get into some other things like NATO and some of the other areas uh, that happened in the debate so don't go anywhere Ernie White coming right back up Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. AM 1170, The Answer, Traffic. Andre's playing the Dodgers tonight at Petco Park, and the first pitch is not too far away. 
So look for extra crowding on roads around that venue if you're not going to the ball game and just commuting through. Could be a little bit of an extra slow go there. 15 southbound at Gopher Canyon Road, earlier crash, final clearing stages, but traffic may still be slowed in the immediate area. Use caution. I'm Richard Turnage on AM 1170, The Answer. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. I'm having so much fun here because I've got like my favorite people on the show tonight. Um, before the break, I was talking to Wayne Allen Root. I mean, the Energizer Bunny. Now I got my buddy Ernie White from Ernie White Media is here. Y'all know Ernie. He's been on my show a million times. Ernie's like everywhere. He's all over the TV. Last night he was on Ed Schultz's show. He's on Ed Schultz's show all the time. Which Ernie, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Oh, it's so nice to be back. You know, I, I'm glad to have you. Hat tip to you for your patience, continuing to go on Ed Schultz's show. Last night you were on there talking that you were doing post-debate analysis, and you were talking about the stuff that came up in terms of NATO. Um, that was an area of where, where Trump you know, caught some fire because he said, why are we paying these people? What are we doing with paying all these organizations that don't have our best interests at heart, taking our money, and not doing anything right by us? Right? Well, you know... Yeah, and one of the other things is, you know, but he's going to have to start explaining what he means, because when he said those things, again, the people that are going to vote for Trump are going to vote for Trump. The people that are going to vote for Hillary are going to vote for Hillary. It's those people who, believe it or not, don't know anything about what's going on in life, I guess, and they're the ones that they're trying to get the vote from. And so those people don't even know what NATO is. They don't even know what the United Nations is. They don't even know that those are nothing more than non-elected bodies. They're not elected by us. They're not elected by anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically just trying to take global control of everything. And they're the ones that got us into some of these wars. They're the ones that got us into Libya. They're the ones that got us into Egypt. They're the ones that got us into Syria. So, again, when you look at NATO, you look at the United Nations, when did we wake up and say, hey, we want to bomb Libya? We woke up one day and found out we're fighting Libya. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we woke up one day and found out we're in Egypt. Really? Right. So, again, he's on the right track. But I thought yesterday, you know, it was an okay debate. Uh, I didn't think that um, he delivered that knockout punch that he could have delivered, though. Well, I don't know that he could have delivered a knockout punch. And I think there was a strategy there to not necessarily try to do that. I think there was a strategy to kind of step a toe in the water and kind of see how she was going to play it um, and try to make some decisions on the fly as to how aggressive he was going to be. And because I think that, unfortunately, the uh, there's a whole lot of the um, long term establishment class still behind the scenes as advisors advising to use the same old you know, traditional tactics. I think, however, the fact that their game plan on the other side was to bait him into having a a campaign killing gaffe, 
did not work. So if he avoided the landmines, didn't land a knockout punch on her, but avoided the landmines that would have blown him up permanently, then I say it was actually a victory on Trump's part. And tonight I kind of wanted, though, um, because that's kind of seems like that's kind of everybody's, you know, autopsy of the situation. I kind of wanted to see what new kind of things that we could delve into from it. I think everybody's everybody's realizing today that it was a bad mistake for Conway to flatter Holt up front. Uh, these moderators are going to do what they can to. I mean, he was a one. He was a, a water bra. He was an underwire support bra to her last night. He started out the debate by with a false assertion that that basically the economy has been turned around under Obama, and you know it, it went from bad to there. We found out today that she was given the questions a week in advance, which which explains why every time he would pose a question to her, she would look down and give the answer that was obviously written in response. There's even pictures now going around with a mic pack on the back. A mic Mike Pat could be because they were wired up in case the podium mic or whatever didn't work. Um, but at the end of the day, we know that there's collusion with the left and with, with the mainstream media. What do we not know? What's Give me some Ernie White insight as part of the Republican Party establishment. You're a delegate. You know the club better than anybody. Get, get, give us something that, that you think nobody's really talking about today. Well, I can tell you right now, the establishment is making sure that Trump doesn't bring up those issues that he should bring up. I can tell you right now, the establishment doesn't want to talk about immigration because the establishment, the Republican establishment, they support illegal immigration. They support the refugees coming into America. They support uh, all these issues we're having mm-hmm. with terrorism. They support the open borders. You know, Donald Trump had an opportunity to talk about the blacks in prison. Hillary opened up that door to Donald Trump. He's been hitting all the black churches, explaining the differences between him and Hillary. He had the opportunity right there to speak in front of millions of people that Hillary Clinton and her husband, Bill Clinton, they're the ones that started mandatory sentencing Mm -hmm. for black people in these black communities. He needed to explain the difference between himself and and the establishment, not the difference between himself and just Hillary, but he needed to put her in that place where she's the establishment. The problem is the establishment is now getting a hold of Donald Trump. The Republicans are mm-hmm. They're trying to mold him into yep. an establishment candidate so he can be a proper Republican, so he can be a proper man and basically lose if you become a Republican. Don't be, become a Republican because we are not a... We're not a political entity. We are a private club. And I keep explaining that to everybody. We're a private club, so are the Democrat Party. Private clubs. We are, you're not running for president. You're, not, you're running for a membership in our private club to basically uh, represent us as the candidate for the United States presidency. So mm-hmm. he's going to have to basically drop the establishment and yes. come out and be himself and tell the truth. I, I couldn't believe he dodged the climate change when he said climate change. And they said, Dude, you're saying climate change is fake. He should have hit that. Man-made climate change is fake. It's a fake science. It was brought up by the United Nations, IPCC. He should have talked about those things he and had, yeah. that when all of those people are listening. Right. From, from, from the climate change to the emails when, I mean, she's talking about, you know, cybersecurity, uh, when she's saying that he doesn't have the temperament and he's too reckless, you know, after, after Comey said, you know, that she was reckless, 
you actually use the, the word reckless. Um, you know, basically, she was given a free pass to say whatever she wanted to say and, and lie ad nauseum. And, you know, and, and there was no punchback against her on that. And it, you have the same analysis that I do. Uh, I think that there has been some improvements in some ways with this new uh, team that he's got around him. But I also, in my blog post yesterday, I explained my concern that this team is part of the establishment. These are longtime entrenched people. And the game plan that they have in place now is too much of a playbook from, from Karl Rove. And it will not work. He was put in the position that he's in because he's not a politician. He is an outsider. And now they're trying, it's like you said, they're trying to mold him into being a politician. The critiques that I'm hearing from so many people today are, are because he didn't sound like a politician. I even said last night, he, he's not a politician. Why are you critiquing him? according to how he should speak as a politician. But that's not to give him for a pass for some failed opportunities. I, one of the things that I think that we have learned about him, though, Ernie, is that I do believe that he's somebody that does learn from his mistakes. And I do think that he sees the mistakes that he made. I think he managed to avoid any in, any explosions that would you know destroy his campaign. Um, if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to Ernie White. Um, I think he's going to learn from it and do different. I was encouraged by some interviews that I saw uh, from different people. I think it was New York Times maybe put out an article today where they had interviewed some Democrats, some men like some white males, some wasps like Wayne Allen Root was talking about. He's predicted that they will usher in uh, a Trump presidency. And many of these Democrats, these, you know, I guess they what was the term? Blue dog Dems or whatever, uh, said that that they thought that he won the night because the way he talked so genuine, he didn't. She came across. She she was too shrew. She she went too shrew on the situation, I think. And she was almost too slick for her own good. I think that his non-politician genuine style works. I just think when he's trying to reach people that have, are just now tuning in for the first time, he's got to get more substance out there. He's got to hit her harder and he's got to do it with substance. He's got to do it with facts and figures uh, like like you're talking about with NATO. Um, what do you think if, you know, if... You were, I mean, I'm hearing predictions that we're, we're looking at maybe even a landslide in November. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Ernie. I'm troubled by the fact today that there are people out there. I, I'm trying to be gingerly here. I'm not going to do a Trump. I'm not going to pull punches here. I am. I, I am disturbed by the fact that we are at a place. In, we are at a place in America to where women Women, listen up to me. If you are more concerned about some comment that Donald Trump made about a Miss Universe pageant person, I don't want to share a gender with you. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. When you care more about what he said about a pageant contestant than you care about what she said in the eyes of the family members who who lost loved ones in a roof in Benghazi because she denied security requests and let them die. Something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with America. And the fact that that's where we're at. In fact, I can see on the TV that Miss Universe is being trotted out as though that's the biggest issue of the day. That makes me concerned for our country. You know, she had somebody, she said in the front row that um, didn't get paid. We thought it was going to get paid. And that became an issue. You know, again, if we have a nation that if 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 our country, if the people in our country don't realize that we are going down, if they don't realize that we are broke, we are flat broke, that $20 trillion in debt actually means something, that when China says, okay, you're going to pull these things enough that we're going to call our debt, that, it, that means something. If we don't understand that we are about to be taken over by communism in this country, we're already there, but most of the people have blinders on, so they have no guts, they, have no, they don't stand up for anything. Most of the people go to work, 
think they're safe. They're not doing nothing. And listen to me. We're losing this country. You're losing everything. You look around right now. You're losing your culture. You're losing your religion here and your Christianity here in this country. You're losing all of your rights. You've got boys who can shower with girls in school in California. Nobody is standing up against these things that are happening in this country. This country is going down, and we are losing it. And if you cannot understand that, if you can't understand that we're losing everything, then I wish we could take your voting rights away from you, because you are an idiot. You're not just a person that's sitting on the fence. You're an idiot. Right now, you should know that we're either going one way or the other. I can't believe there's one person in this country sitting on the fence. That's what makes me afraid is when I walk outside, if I walk into a crowd, I see everybody with their head down because all they're doing is staring into their cell phones. I wish I could throw the cell phones away and say, wake up, everybody, because you're losing your country. Wake up. Just because somebody says one word about you and that's enough to make you not want to vote for somebody, wake up. We are losing this country, and Hillary is telling you exactly where she's going to take We are losing it economically, and we are losing it from a national security perspective. Her whole game plan is how much she can take, how much more personal property she can take from Americans. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about her new death plax tan coming, uh, plan coming up here with Rod Hatley. So she can take more money from American citizens, your own personal property. When we had a report here in San Diego in the VA about the graft and the corruption and the waste that's going on while we have veterans dying, did you hear, Ernie, that they are only the suicide hotline, we already, even after we already knew that, that uh, veterans were dying and committing suicide because they couldn't get any support from the suicide hotline, what happened? Did anybody lose their jobs? No. Of course, you know, she didn't understand that the architect didn't get paid by Trump because he didn't perform. Because in the government, you continue to get your job and you continue to get your bonuses, even when we hear that they're only taking five calls a day, five calls a day from veterans, that they are only working basically three hours a day. And then they just let the calls go to voicemail. That is what's happening. And you dare to come and act as though you deserve to take more of our personal property that we earn. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's insane. I got one minute. Wrap it up, baby. No, you, yeah, you, let me tell you this. You talk about our veterans. You know, the refugees that are coming right now from the Middle East, they've got better health care than our veterans. The refugees coming from the Middle East right now, they have better housing than our veterans. We're giving them housing certificates. We're giving them certificates for the health care. We're giving them certificates so they can start businesses. We're giving them non-interest loans because they're using Sharia law loans. This country is going down, and the people had better wake up and get educated and stop sitting on their – stop waiting for football games to come out and start realizing you're losing your country. I couldn't have said it better. That's why I had you on, Ernie. Thanks so much for being here. Have a great night. You too. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Woo! I got to have a break here because I am all fired up by my man, Ernie. And I got to get it together because you know who else is going to get me fired up when we come back from the break? It's Della B. Stay with me. It's the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. 
Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Y'all know that music. Y'all know that means that my girl Della B is back with me. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Now, where you been? It's been too long, Della. I have been traveling. I have been busy. I mm-hmm. have been watching TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what got you riled up? There's some good theater on TV. Yeah, there is. There was some um, kind of okay theater last night. It wasn't too particularly interesting. But then know. something got you riled up. I thought I, 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 there was some juicy moments for me. But mm-hmm. Ernie got me all like, oh, he got me all jacked up there listening to him. Hey. Mm-hmm. Do you know what George Bernard Shaw said? The wonderful George Bernard Shaw. No. He said he learned long ago never to wrestle with a pig. You get dirty and the pig <laughs> likes it. So you're saying that, that Trump avoided some slop last night? Is that what you're saying? I think, I think, you, I think we, we got pigs everywhere we look. All, we got Miss Piggy on the stage. We got Miss Piggy in the background. We got it, we got it all going on, honey. Uh, what we've got here is we've got Rosie O'Donnell's name brought up. We got mm-hmm. 80 million people watching a debate to choose the most powerful office holder in the entire world. And we got Rosie O'Donnell. I don't know what Lester Holt was was thinking, but anyway, Rosie decided to Twitter today Mm -hmm. after it was called out. She went on Twitter and she called Donald J. Trump an orange rectal sphincter. Well, isn't she darling? She's just fabulous. why he <laughs> well, called her a pig. Yeah. And you know what? Here's my message to you ladies out there. You feminists that supposedly want equality. Well, you know what? Don't you think you, you should be able to take it if you're going to dish it out? Because if y'all remember, going back to this original feud, she was the one who started it against Trump. Okay? You want to be treated like a lady, act like a lady. You want to be treated like a pig, act like a pig. And let me tell you, I have used that P word against men as well as women. You know, there are good people out there and there are bad people out there. There is evil in this world as well as there is good. And you're going to behave like a pig. You deserve to be called out like a pig. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. Now, I did a little, just real quick, I did a little fact-checking on Alicia Machado, Miss Universe, Mm -hmm. 1996. Yes. She's claiming that years, years of eating disorders is because Donald Trump called her Miss Piggy. The woman was 116 pounds, 5'9", when she was Miss Universe. She claimed that she had been sick for a year, losing weight. So that preceded that. She gained 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. The year that she was Miss Universe, she doesn't want to be judged on her body, yet she took a job where she was judged on her bra size and the width of her thigh gap. The woman has spent the last 20 years exposing herself. She was the first Miss Universe to be in Playboy, the Mexican version. Mm-hmm. She had an out-of-wedlock child with what she claimed was the, was the, uh, the father is a businessman that she knows, but the Attorney General for Mexico says it's a Mexican drug lord. Um, she was... Uh, uh, on a reality TV show where she was 
filmed having actual sex with a another mm-hmm. contestant on there, and she that was public. Um, and um, yeah, so this is who's been trotted out. Um, she's been trotted out as a victim. When the reality is, is she's not a victim. If you're going to if you're going to apply and compete in a beauty pageant in which your body is to be judged, just like you said, then, then that's what you signed up for. You know, but, but this is about what it's always about. It's not about facts. It's not about reality. It's about painting. And that's why I said at the top of the show that what Holt did was uh, he, Megyn kelly the situation. It was all about painting the Republican Party as well as Donald Trump as anti-woman um, as well as all the other identity politics game. That's what it's about. And if you, mm-hmm. and, and you know, anybody listening to this would say how horrible you are. See, a man couldn't couldn't have done the segment that Judas did because you're not allowed to say that anymore about women. You're not allowed. There's this whole movement right now, by the way, and I got to leave it here. That's going on in Hollywood, by the way. A little bit of a segue, but now there's this movement to where uh, don't wear any makeup, and there's this whole thing. Yeah, and it's all about it's it's a cultural Marxist play. What's going on here is it's not just about uh, painting the Republican Party as anti-woman, but it's also this whole thing, this whole movement going on to try to uh, destroy traditional America, which includes um, it, it, uh, gender, gender identity. It's all about everything that we hold important to us traditionally as America, and that includes everything involved with gender. So th- there's a whole lot more that's involved here, none of which is is about what the real issues that America face. This is about as important as the bathroom issue in North Carolina. What do they have in common? It's about about cultural Marxism. It's about destroying the fabric of America. And in doing so, they've got to paint the Republican Party and conservatives and everything about traditional America as evil. Got to leave it there, Adela, because I got to get on to my next guest. Love you. Come back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Speaking of um, false propaganda and political footballs, I've got my guy Rod Hatley from Hatley Law Group here. He was on uh, a few weeks ago. He's an estate planning attorney. We didn't get into the details that we needed to economically and financially and even in taxes last night in the debate, but I asked him to come on because last week a huge story going around everywhere was about Hillary Clinton's part of her tax plan involves proposing a 65% death tax. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Your thoughts, Rod? Uh, well, you know, it's certainly ambitious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think she'll ever be able to get that passed through. Let's let's assume, for the sake of argument, that she became president. I just don't think she's ever going to get the votes to, to get that, you know, passed through. So why is she then proposing this? Uh, I think it's probably because she's trying to appeal to Bernie's voters. She wants to, you know, she's, you know, you got to give her credit. She's trying to coalition build. So she's trying to get uh uh, the voters who would have backed Bernie over into her camp. And uh, from what I've seen uh, from just reviewing the, uh, the the various articles on the web, et cetera, you know, it's simply uh, I think that's really what it's all about. I don't think it's realistic, mm-hmm. but certainly she's attempting to woo Bernie supporters into her camp and, you know. Well, there's actually a few more things behind it. In addition to raising the current death tax on uh, a state's uh, – 
it's kind of there's a, a few different tiers for it. Currently, it's at 45%. What a lot of people don't understand, I don't really know what the effective impact is on Americans. It, there was a big impact on uh, okay. family farms sure. in the Midwest with this. But it, 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 baked inside of this is also some other tax plans that will in, impact Americans. Because when you talk about uh, maybe your parents were in the 50s or 60s and they bought a lot of Exxon stock or whatever, mm-hmm. sure. um, she wants to change that and make it that if, if your parents die <laughs> and they leave you a bunch of stocks, you got to immediately pay some taxes on that gains. That will affect a lot of Americans, will Absolutely. it not? Yeah, and it's an, it's an important point to, to pick up on. Uh, the estate taxes or the death taxes, as it's usually referred to, really only applies these days to about 1% of the population, mm-hmm. okay? But the capital gains tax applies to 100% of the population. So if uh, I think President Obama was the one who was trying to get this through, mm-hmm. if you could, um, because when you die and you own something in your own name, that's going to get a step up in basis to fair market value as of the date of your death. So if um, you were my daughter and you inherited stock from me under the present regime, you'd get a full step up in the basis of that stock I bought years ago. And so as a consequence, uh, you could turn around the day after my, my funeral and you could sell that stock for zero capital gains, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But under uh, what's been proposed, uh, that uh, that loophole would go away. And so you'd see mm-hmm. um, a uh, you, you wouldn't get a step up in the basis. It would you just get carryover basis. So you would receive that stock at whatever basis I had bought it at years ago. And so if you turn around and sell it, then you're paying a capital gains tax on the difference between what I paid for it years mm-hmm. ago and what it's worth today. OK, mm-hmm. and, and and that can be kind of staggering, too. Um, so, you know, the. Um, uh, the the death tax uh, I I think it's 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 laughable, uh, but right now we have um, I always talk about a coupon. Everybody's got a coupon in their hip pocket, if you will, for up to five point four five million dollars. And a married couple can put their coupons together, and they can shelter up to ten point nine million dollars free of estate taxes. Anything over and above that five point five five point four five for a single individual or 10.9 for a married couple, they need to start doing some aggressive planning when we get above those numbers. But up to those numbers, you can leave it uh, estate tax-free. And so that's uh, but but based on what Hillary wants to do, I mean, yeah, there's even other stuff inside of it um, that we don't have time to get into. But at the, what I want people to take away from this is a couple of things. Okay. First of all, wanting to increase the 65 percent is really just about a political play. It's about it's about so. it's about pandering oh, yeah. to the people that want the Robin Hood style government to take from the evil rich people and give to the to the give to the poor. Yeah. Um, however, there's the reality is that there's some other tax. Um, in part of her plan that would have a real effect. And let's look at one example of $5 million. If you've got in Southern California, you could be a middle-class family and have a few properties sure. and um, be in that. We're not talking about $5 million sounds like it could be really wealthy people. That's I've got a family member of mine that ain't that ain't uber wealthy, but because sure. they made some key investments in some rental properties, Smart. that if um, one spouse died, the other one would have to sell off every property and probably still wouldn't be able to come 
cover the death taxes for it. This does have far reaching implications than the average person thinks about. And they 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 couch it in a way that it makes people think that it doesn't affect people. It does. And that's one reason why I brought you in the show, because I want people to realize that these these all these different complicated tax structures can affect everyday Americans, not just the Donald Trump's. They want to characterize it that it's only going to affect somebody like him worth 10 billion. How do they get a hold of you and get inside this and protect their family? Sure. Uh, Feel free to uh, reach out to me by phone, area code 858-792-3444, or you can shoot me an email to rod at hatleylawgroup.com, rod at hatleylawgroup.com. And Andrew, you make an excellent point because, and I can understand, um, and and I've had to work with clients who who have been impacted by the uh, death tax. And so, the reality is that once that death tax is imposed, you've got nine months uh, to basically pay it. Now, you can always get an extension on filing the estate tax return, you know, but you have to pay the tax within nine months. And so what that invariably does is if a business really comprises uh, the bulk of the estate or rental properties or mm-hmm. whatever, you've basically either got to get a loan or you've got to do a fire sale uh, of those assets to raise the money. And, and remember – this is a tax on already once taxed money. I think that's right. the most obscene part about it. And, uh, you know, and, and that's the reason why I think, uh, you know, getting out ahead of this and understanding what, what you can do and what your options are, you know, it, it, for your, your listeners are smart folks. That's why they're listening to you. And so I always encourage folks, you know, get smarter, understand what your options are. Mm-hmm. And then that way, you know, you can leave your family better situated then if you did no planning at all and then, you know, yeah. after mom and dad are gone or if it's, you know, your uncle has passed away, now you've got all these, uh, you know, this tremendous tax bill. Right. And how are you going to raise the money to make to make that payment? Gotcha. Thank you so much for being here. Well, I my give pleasure. my I give my opinions throughout most of the show. I also want to have a segment where I, I it's my AK blast you with content that you can actually use. We can't control a lot of policies that are made that affect us. But there are things that we can do to help mitigate the damage. And that's what I'm hoping that I'm doing with some of these segments with you all. Got to wrap the show with my hero of the week and my last week's fool this week's tool awards. My hero of the week is the fireman that died trying to save strangers Mm. into a house. Our law, our first responders need more respect than being told that they're that they're um, all a bunch of racists, like was heard in the debate last night. Uh, last week's fool, this week's tool, got to be Lester Holt for all the reasons that I talked about at the top of the hour. Thanks for being with me. Follow me on on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. Thanks to all my guests tonight. Love you all. See you next week right here Tuesday, six p.m. on AM eleven seventy KCBQ. To you, don't waste your time. Here's why. Because I'm happy. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.